What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Wind down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. We just started the show. We were we were talking, and Eason goes. We were talking about people's voice. Like sometimes people's voice. I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't like your voice. It's hard. Well, and that's like my biggest, I hate my voice. I hate my voice too. So that's it's the like, thing. How many people hate my voice? <laughs> Not many at all. But you know, I mean, there's got to be. I mean, Easton says he hates his voice. I love your voice, I don't Easton. think anyone likes their voice. Thank you, Janet. That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> you know, when I, when I first started in a radio, I was doing talk radio. Um, huh. I got a lot of complaints about people that didn't like my voice because I didn't sound, I was doing news and I didn't sound authoritative, they said. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, 
grown to ignore it, but uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of my voice. But I don't hey, think that's anyone actually likes their voice, but I think it's because it sounds different than what you hear. Oh, for sure. sure. So I just think that, of course, they're not going to. I don't know. Sometimes I cringe when I listen back to this podcast. Oh, it's... Because I'm like, oh, I, God, Jenna, you sounded so like... <laughs> 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 and then just, the ultimate way to judge yourself I is know. go back and listen to yourself on a podcast. I know it's really hard for me to listen. But I, I listen because I'm, I remember such a great uh, guest. And then I'm like, why do I sound like that? Or like, why did I say it like that? Like, I'm like, ugh. And like, well, no wonder why people like rip me apart at sometimes. I'm like, I sound just... And then I'm I'm ripping myself apart. I'm like, I'm going to go on Reddit right now and rip myself apart oh, too. <laughs> it's because we're literally just like having a conversation, not thinking. And like, I'm not going to judge you for being stupid or whatever you say. <laughs> but then later it's like, oh man, we were just kind of talking. And now people are like, what are they talking about? Yeah. That's interesting. You say that they didn't think you were authoritative. Like what I don't. Okay. There was this one guy I went on a date with and he had a very, well, broadcaster oh. speaking voice. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, too distracting. I, I, I can't. Like, it's, it's, uh, everything was like so theatrical. And, uh, and I'm like, what does that layer look like when that's gone? And there was, I never saw that layer. And I didn't even give it a second to see it because it was just too much. Yeah, it's too much. Well, I just I'll can't. be asking you who that was after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who was that one? I don't remember this one. Um, you know, that was, that was a one and done. Um, mm, that's fine. but it's, yeah, no, it is very interesting. And I, again, the whole critical, just beating ourselves up. I went and had this, um, <laughs> I actually want to get her on the show. I got hypnotized yesterday. Have you ever done that before? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How was that? It was amazing. Like it was it's like this deep, deep, deep meditative state. It's very strange. It's like, but like, I have never felt so, like I've meditated before, but this is like a whole different like layer of meditation. I'm skeptical. <laughs> well, obviously. So was I. Cause I was just like, honestly, I didn't want to do it, but then I felt bad. Cause I'm like, well, it's like, I have no excuse. The kids are napping. We're doing quiet time. You know, I said yes. So let's just let me just do it. And uh, I'm so glad I did because she's awesome. I'm actually gonna. I texted Amy and Danielle, our producers, right after, and was like, "We mm. have to get her on." So we're gonna get her on, and she's gonna do like this group <laughs> thing, oh, so you can be skeptical in that. But no, it's uh, just because there's something about meditating, right? Sure. Where I mean, do you meditate? Mm, I try. No, <laughs> but like when you and trust me, I get it. I've have I've consistently been the worst meditator in the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh, what am I doing today? Or what am yeah, I? I don't know how you do. Yeah, but there is these few like three minute, six minute things. Even that, what Amy does in the office, does she ever do that with you? Mm, I don't think we meditate in the office. I'm gonna have her have one do one oh, for you. Man, it's great. I think she knows me better than that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm, you're not gonna like you're this. You're not the meditator. <laughs> But no, like once you really, and then you go to your happy place, like my calm, peaceful place that I've created in my mind. So whenever I get anxious, and this was a really good anxiety lesson for me. And when I was at onsite, this is something that Jackie, my my therapist did with me. And and she, it's just, I, I did it for what, four straight days. And it was so amazing how much, once I went through the even three or 
you know, three minute was like the shortest one and six minutes was the other one. How I was just like, okay. Like I was like baseline, like I'm good. Like nothing really. I wasn't like all my like heightened anxiety or stress or this. It's just all just like. Well, that's good. But it's hard to do. I get it. How do you not think about anything? I don't see how that's possible. But you can. You invite it in. Oh, okay. And you say, I'm not right now, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, immediately I get a thought and I'm well, like, well, I wasn't supposed to be thinking well, about Well, that's anything. the thing, Sam. I'm like, oh God, now I'm like, and then yeah. oh, now I'm thinking. And then like, yeah. Amy's like, I'm like, I don't remember that part. Cause I thought she's like, okay, great. But you just, you, you keep mm. just, you're, you're training yourself to like go back to this balloon floating in the air. Hmm. Okay. Or whatever it might sure, be. Sure, sure, sure. But it was okay. great. But the, the hypnotizing piece, you go even like underneath that layer. So you're just like. I mean, I felt like I was like melted in my chair. It was wild, y'all. We're going to have her on. That's but. crazy. And then you had to parent after that. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> okay <I guess> whatever <laughs> Mom, you want. sure. <laughs> right, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to be hypnotized. <laughs> he didn't text me? Fine. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. I deserve better. <laughs> was this yesterday? Yes. Okay. Now our text messages. <laughs> That was part of the, she like hypnotized me to not uh, give a f- I like it. Okay. <laughs> How often t- can you, do you, should you? Well, she'll tell it. you, she'll tell you okay. all those things. All right. Got but it. yeah, because we're definitely going to have her on. She's awesome. That's amazing. Um, but it was just funny because, but it was more, and I'm, I'm going to get to the point. <laughs> okay. I kind of went off. Of, but the point was, is I have such, um, and you know this too, I've passed out from it in times. When I f- see a headline or I get hate or, I mean, I, my anxiety levels go so high that I'm trying to now stabilize that mm-hmm. where I can look at it and go, it's not going to make me hyperventilate to pass out. Sure. So, or if I, you know, X, Y, or Z. So, if, or if I, I don't know, read anything, it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. They, that sucks. They had that thought about me, but. So it's about kind of going to that level and then just like, you know, mm-hmm. letting go of that energy. I mean, I can say the difference between you even just years ago and now mm-hmm. with like panic attacks and anxiety from the outside looking in is tremendously different. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking the other day about not even the plane story, which is my best anxiety story, panic attack for you. Turn this plane around! <laughs> But do you know what I remembered? I want to know if you remember this. Oh, God. There's been so many. Oh, my God. When I first started working with you, I will never forget. No, 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 no. I was still at home. Oh, the church. Nope. (laughs) Oh, I called you at a church. I remember I couldn't drive. I was having a panic attack, and I made you come pick me up at the church on on Concord and (laughs) whatever. Every time I passed that, I'm like, oh, had an anxiety attack there. No, I was. (laughs) Had Kat come pick me up because me and Brantley got in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) There's that one, too. I forgot about that. Um, No. I had not gone back to work. Emmy was still. Oh, my God. Because we started what? working when Emmy was like five weeks old. Okay. Oh, I mean, I can picture myself in the bedroom dealing with this with the baby. <gasps> you poor thing. I'm so sorry. You were to go from somewhere to like a radio show. Oh, no. And you wouldn't go in the airport. <laughs> oh, Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is my first interaction with you, really. And I'm like. What in the hell am I supposed to do? I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was like, just walk in. Like, just just walk. Just go. <laughs> she didn't understand. I was At having all. such bad anxiety. I, I just visited Brantley. We just started dating. 
And <laughs> I was like, the Atlanta airport is very stressful. Fair. It is. I mean, it's so stressful. And I just, yeah, I, I, it, the whole like getting in that one tram thing. And then it's just so many people. And so I called her and I just, I could feel my like heart. I'm like, I'm going to pass out. And I was like, Catherine, I can't, I can't walk in the airport. <laughs> Mind you, not to laugh about it. I had truly not dealt with anxiety really like, with someone <laughs> before you. So I'm over here trying to be like, you know, we just started well, working together. I'm one trying foot to do in my front best. of the other. I'm like, I'm calling everybody. I'm like, hey, like the radio rep. I'm like, oh, she might not be walking. They're like, what do you mean? Just have her walk in the airport. I'm like, I mean, I'm not there. I can't force her. And the next thing I know, you're not going in the airport. You're driving back. I couldn't do it. I, I just, I, I just, I physically couldn't do it. I remember, yeah, his brother had to drive yeah. me and was I with the guitar player? Oh, I can't remember. I, no, I, I honestly. I we were meeting everyone there. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I had to drive because it, oh, I didn't drive. I had someone drive me, but it was because I just, I physically couldn't go in. But yeah, wow. Well, yeah, I thought about that. That was a blast. Having said past. all that, you have come a long way. I know. I wouldn't even travel alone. No. Up until really. Since my divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would if you had to. Had I would to if I while. had to. But I mean, I remember I had a panic attack when I was, it was actually the show that Easton was at um, when he sang it, which we totally put back up on socials the other day um, when Easton came on stage. But I had a panic attack with Mike leaving. And I was like, I can't like, I, and I was even with my band guys, but I just, I didn't even want to f- fly then without him. I mean, it was like, yeah. If, but if I had to, had to, I, I wouldn't cancel a show. But I mean, there were times when I'm like, can I cancel the show? <laughs> but I was telling this hypnosis lady that my anxiety truly went away after my divorce. Now, I still have bouts of it. Sure. I know how to handle it now. But I mean, the the massive anxiety attacks, they have not. That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've had like moments of like anxiety, obviously, that you saw. And yeah, but the, it's so different. So different. And, the, and that's me coming from a person that doesn't even truly understand the difference between anxiety, panic. I'm not trained mm-hmm. on that. And it is I just from what I see, it's so different. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, Good times. I love that I've, you just brought up every story, though. I was like, oh, that one. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no. Oh, the church. Nope. Nope. Not that one either. Okay, oh, cool. Oh, God. That one was good, too. Yeah. I took a... Good times. I unloaded a lot of trauma. I took a fucking chill I'm pill. Good. I'm glad. And, um, I've, I, yeah, I just, I've, I've walked... And I'm, I'm writing about that, too, because I know a lot of people deal with anxiety, and it's not fun. Sure. And um, maybe we can even talk to our amazing Dr. Christina about that. She's going to be coming on um, the show. She's a licensed clinical psychologist. So I th- I'd love to just ask her kind of that, what she sees with people that leave certain situations. And then, because I think stress holds so much in your body when you're in, you know, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but because she deals with trauma, PTSD, substance abuse, and addiction. So um, we're going to get her on the show. But before we do, um, gosh, that was such a memory, down memory lane. Um, I want to talk about Dime. They are a sponsor of this podcast. So I get, you know, we do products. I do, I have different skincare regimens, but what, regimens? Regimens. Reg, regimens, or is mm-hmm. it? No tea. Really? Mm-hmm. Regimens. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's great because 
Dime is by far the one that I've been most consistent with on a regular basis. Um, I mix in other things, but Dime is Dime is awesome. I've gotten a lot of people on it. What I started with it was the hyaluronic acid serum. Um, I am so obsessed with hyaluronic acid serum because it not only boosts, it hydrates, it locks in moisture. Uh, there's a lot of benefits. Um, it's not just for dry skin, but it just gives you that extra kind of hydration and plumpness. Um, so I, I love that. I also want to talk about their Wonder Screen SPF 30. I just have started wearing sunscreen. And so I've been testing a lot of them out and I, I love it. It's a clean mineral sunscreen. So it's, you, know, you can use it for every day, um, but it's SPF 30. It's super lightweight. It's non-greasy, non-drying. Like I love all of that. And then the eyelash boost serum. So I have lashes on right now just because, you know, going in and out of working, it's just easier to have the lashes on. But I'll tell you what, they, the eyelash boost serum grew my lashes so long during um, COVID that I was just like, thank you. It's so good. Because um, you didn't have them on for a while, no, right? No, I didn't have them on for a long time. But they made that. them longer and thicker and fuller. And so my routine that I do with Dime is I, they have this cleansing foam. So I love the cleansing foam. And then I wash my then, and then after I wash my face, I put on the hyaluronic acid serum, and then from there, whether it's the day or night, but there's the dewy day cream, and then there's the nighttime restorative uh, cream. So I put that on, and they also have got a great under eye. Um, but you know what's great too about Dime is they have you always are like what lipstick color? Oh, like I love Johnny. I just bought a new one. Noah, David, are the coolest colors. Like one's really, Johnny's really good for like spring, summer, uh -huh. fall. I mean, they're like so good. And then Noah is like, I wear that one pretty much throughout the entire year. Yeah. And they stay so I good. Johnny. Yeah, I love them. I love Johnny. It has like a, like a tinge of like orange almost in it. Yeah. I like Johnny a lot. Do you ever do the TBT serum? The TBT well? serum. Yeah. It's so good. can you do that in the hyaluronic acid? Oh, yeah. Both? Oh, you just like layer it up, girlfriend. Okay. I'm you always just, wondering. I'm yeah. like, I'm just doing this. Am I supposed to? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love all the serums. No, the serums are great. The TBTs are good. Um, they actually have really good fragrances too. I mean, all their products are really good. They're vegan. It's a female-owned company, so she's great. She's, um, you know, I, I'll support any working mom. Yeah, I mean, they're they're really good products. So I want to make sure you guys get um, a percentage off. So when you guys try these products out, make sure you use my code WINDDOWN20 for 20% off your entire order. And remember, Dime also provides free shipping on orders over $49. If you haven't tried Dime Beauty yet, make sure you do. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. 
Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hi, how are you? How are you guys? Oh, good. If my phone doesn't <laughs> in my backyard, you're so. Good. Where are you located? Located uh, SF Bay Area, aka my backyard currently. Did you say San Francisco? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love San Fran. <laughs> that sounds so nice right now. <laughs> no, I love San Fran. I just was recently there visiting a friend, and um, I I like ran the pier, and it was just so, so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And I honestly, 
I don't I was just like, oh man, it was I went I ran all the way down to the bay the bay bridge and then I ran to the 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 golden or golden gate bridge. Like by the little Did you? I I mean I was like, you know, I, I was very slow. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it and it was so much fun. Um Yeah. I mean, it's an active city. It's really chill weather, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just for $2 million, you can have a shack. I mean, it's great. <laughs> for $2 million, so, yeah. this is what you can have. So, yeah. That's all you get. Are you, are you from the Bay Area? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm from the East Coast when I was younger, but I've been out here since I was, like, you know, middle school and haven't left. So, I like it. It's hard to leave. Sure. When, you know, the weather's nice all year round and people are nice and, but it's kind of ridiculous in terms of how expensive it is. That's, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't, um, well, I mean, I, I lived out, lived out in LA, but now living yeah. here in Nashville, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know how I could go. I, I know how I could, cause there's so much to offer yes. in California and there's yeah. so much culture yeah. and things yeah. you can do. But it's the money piece that always stops me too, because I'm like, how can like, you know, you can have this, but then you go there, and then you you're gonna you're gonna have to chop it into like quarters. But Nashville is being the new California. I mean, we can all agree, right? Because we all come in there. I know. Bring it. (laughs) Y'all are moving here. (laughs) I know. Well, I have family. Okay, one more time, phone. Come on. Um, I have family in Franklin, and I was looking at houses, and I was like, I mean, it's still better than California, Mm -hmm. but it's ridiculous from when they moved there. They got like a mansion for like 300 and now oh. it's like, you know, a million. Yeah. Good luck finding a $300,000 house anywhere I, near no, here. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it exists uh-uh. anymore. So I was like, all right, maybe not Franklin right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we will welcome you with um, open arms at church the other day, our pastor, we were talking about moving and it's like, you know, how many people, <laughs> how many people had like, you know, have moved to Nashville in the last five years and like everyone raises oh their hand. Gosh. And then they're like, how many of you are from California? <laughs> and they like all like they like had all had their hands up. And I was just like, listen, I was here before y'all. Okay. That's so, what you have to say that. You have to say that. I was before the the, the movement. The exodus. So yes. we were we were kind of having a conversation. I, I wanted to um bring you in on it. So I was I was telling her that I had met with this um one woman and I was telling her how Post-divorce, I, I noticed my anxiety pretty much. I mean, I still have moments of anxiety, but that it pretty yeah. much, the the big, you know, panic attacks in the middle of the night, the waking up, the, um, you know, I'm even able to do certain things now has, it isn't there at, at all anymore. I mean, again, there's pieces and moments, right? Yeah. But um, is there... Is there like a direct correlation with being in when you let go of something negative or I mean, I, what is the because I always thought anxiety was just tied to serotonin levels and with the chemicals yeah. in your brain and yeah, help. <laughs> help. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm hearing a few different things that play when I hear a specific shift around how our body and our mind is holding anxiety. So sometimes we can look back and we can see you know, in hindsight, wow, it makes sense that my anxiety was heightened in this period of time. Mm. And so whatever that time is, whether it's, you know, through a relationship, through a transition, through a hardship, through a work, you know, experience, whatever that is, if we can look back and say, wow, my anxiety was really tied for, you know, intrinsically to that situation, then we can say, hmm, I wonder if there's a relationship with that person, place or thing 
that elevated, that activated, that made my anxiety so much more palpable. The other part is, is what we know about anxiety now, and they just actually released a study, I don't know if any of you have seen it, around um, serotonin and dopamine and all the neurotransmitters in our brain might not be the full story that we thought it was with anxiety, depression, and this other mental really a nature versus nurture. Some of us, right, are just genetically more prone to certain mental health struggles, panic, anxiety, depression, addiction, all of that we know historically has a stronger tie. But the other part is there's always going to be an environmental part that can activate something that already lies within us. So when you're speaking about divorce, we can make sense when we can look back and say, wow, that relationship activated me, it triggered me, it really made me feel so many things. Now that there's distance from that, I'm noticing a change. And then the next part would be, how do I continue to nurture that change so that my anxiety levels can be at a much more manageable right space so that life can be much more on your terms versus what I call anxiety's terms. Mm -hmm. I mean, that only makes sense to me. I've always kind of, you know, that seems to be like the new stuff that's coming out, but I kind of always thought that that's how it worked, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I think, I think part of us wants to believe that our mental health struggles are fully outside of ourselves, right? Like we were born this way, you know, it's outside of our control. We didn't have a choice. And again, I see it much more as some of us are more genetically vulnerable to certain things. But the good news is, is that any mental health condition, such as anxiety, panic, depression, addiction, any of this is not a life sentence. And I truly want to empower people, especially the people I work with, to understand that sometimes when you get this diagnosis, it can be relieving for some because there's a name, but it can be so overwhelming and scary to think, oh my gosh, am I going to have anxiety for the rest of my life? Is this what my whole life is going to look like? And I want people to also hear that 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 isn't how anxiety works. There's never a time that you go back to feeling what you did that first panic attack, that Mm -hmm. first depressive episode. I always tell people that that part is not where you go back to. It's about how do you have tools in your toolbox to continue to navigate something that is not just genetic based. How can you do your part in the healing journey so that none of this has to be a life sentence, but really a a struggle, a transition where you find out new different ways to navigate something that does and can become sent through time and treatment. So anxiety is it right is is about like um, unknown fear, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. so where where my anxiety comes in is like, oh, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid I'm going to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's panic. That is panic attack 101. Yeah. So that is why I don't do certain things because I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't do that because what if I have an anxiety attack or what happens or mm-hmm. and so that's why it's frustrating. I would love to change that mindset to not say, oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid I'm going to have a panic attack or and mm-hmm. I feel like I've let mm-hmm. myself go in certain areas, but there are other things where I still feel like I hold myself back because I, I'm more afraid of like, well, what happens if I get a panic attack, then what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as a panic attack um, 
what, what do I want to call myself? Survivor, warrior? I don't, I don't know what term I use. But as someone who struggled with panic attacks all of my adolescence and young adult life, the one thing my therapist taught me was that panic attacks are fueled off of avoidance. Mm. So every time we avoid, we strengthen that fear around having a panic attack. So every time we don't make that phone call, we don't take that trip, we don't reach out to that person, we don't get on that flight. Every time we avoid, we strengthen the circular impact of panic attacks. And so in our mind, temporary discomfort, okay, we avoid. But we're trading that in for long-term dysfunction. Because now our life becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. Because mm -hmm. we tend to continue to avoid and avoid because we're just like, oh my gosh, good job. I kept myself safe. I didn't have a panic attack. That means I have to keep avoiding going on this bridge, getting on that highway, getting on, you know, that helicopter, whatever our, our panic attack trigger is, right? Whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, we tell ourselves, well, good job. I avoided it. I didn't have a panic attack, so I need to keep avoiding it. And then our world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. The true trick with panic attacks, and it has to be, you know, intervals and slow and steady, is that you have to find what we call in psychology your window of tolerance, which is how much discomfort can I tolerate without getting flooded, without mm -hmm. being overwhelmed, without having the panic attack, so that I can teach myself, I can train myself to know that I actually can do these really hard, scary, difficult things. And it's so much easier said than done. But you have to remind yourself that avoidance is absolutely the crux of panic attacks. And every time we choose not to avoid, we are slowly chipping away at that connection, that relationship we've given ourselves between the panic attack and the thing that we think will activate or trigger it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting and, and it makes total sense. And also a part of me is like, you know, I had a girlfriend uh, do a road trip with her kids from Florida yeah. to Michigan and on the way back Michigan to Florida. And yesterday she stopped on her way back. And I'm just like, man, I could never do that. Yes. Yeah. Because, because what does your I can anxiety tell well, you? I can barely drive on the expressway. I send my girlfriends like a, you know, a joke uh, text message. Yeah. I'm like, guys, look at him on the expressway. Like, cause you know, I go, yeah. I only go in my comfort bubble yeah. of yeah. where I drive on the expressway. Because if I get yeah. trapped on an expressway, yeah. I will yep. pass out in my car. There is no like I will have I will have a helicopter come airlift me out of yeah, my car. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. how bad being trapped is for me is like PTSD trauma. So like I just avoid it at all costs. Now when I know that there's not going to be traffic time, yeah, I'll, I'll hop on for like a few exits just to be like I got this. I got this. Yeah, like I'm yeah, driving. Yeah. But then you know is is that okay too just to go, you know what? I'm just not one of those people that are going to be able to do a cross country trip. And I don't really have to prove anything to myself. All, no. And I think all of us has to check in with what would be meaningful for you, right? Which is different than what's meaningful for me. So much of our anxiety, though, does attack things that matter to us, hmm. right? And so if for you, it matters to be able to, you know, get in the car with your kids and be like, we're going to Disney World, right? Like, if that matters to you, right, then I would say, huh do around that? How would we want to make small incremental shifts towards that goal? If for you, you're like, mm, you know, 
I want to work on this, but I don't need to feel like I'm going to California to New York, right? Mm -hmm. Asking ourselves when anxiety is in the picture, does this mean something to me? Does this matter to me? Because there's a difference between avoiding something because it's not important and avoiding something because it makes us so incredibly uncomfortable. Is there anything that you avoid? I know it's, you don't really suffer no, with anxiety. No, but the thing but... is, is everything you are saying is applying to me, but not with anxiety and yeah. panic attacks, just with being vulnerable. Like that, yes. literally everything she's saying. I was, and, and I literally have dealt with the situation all week that is that. And it's like, I want to avoid, I want to avoid. Yep. But then I tried to like address it head on. And then I just kind of, my emotions were all over the place. But yeah. I got to a point where I was like, I can't keep avoiding being vulnerable and talking about how I feel because I have to be able to move forward. But it's just interesting because it just applies the same, I feel like. Right. But mine's not really anxiety, but. But avoidance in general keeps us, right? Like you said, I want to avoid because Mm -hmm. I don't want to tolerate this discomfort. But then you have to ask yourself, but what am I treating in that for? Yeah. And it's usually a longer term discomfort or dysfunction where we teach ourselves to be quiet. We teach ourselves not to speak our truth. We teach ourselves that, you know what, we'd rather just keep the peace. 1,000%. Then we have to check in with ourselves and like, well, but our inner peace, when did that stop mattering? Yeah. Right? And it does. We we are taught just societally that, you know, just be quiet, go with the flow, don't say much. Um, and and I think that anybody who questions that is is already a few steps ahead where you're like, ah, this doesn't feel good not to speak on this or say something about this, but I know I'm not supposed to technically, or maybe I shouldn't. And still choosing to say something within your comfort level is, is important is how we slowly. And again, all of this is about taking in, incremental steps towards, you know, getting, getting outside of our comfort zone. And it, I, I actually dislike the saying, like you, everything good is outside of your comfort zone, because I think that actually everything good is when we stretch our comfort zone, right? We don't throw somebody in the deep end when they can't swim just because they're uncomfortable with it. No, we teach them how to get a little further and a little further and a little further until they feel comfortable enough to swim to the deep end. And that's how our comfort zones grow. Every time we choose to stretch it, we get stronger, we become more resilient. And so I think that, like you said, it applies to all things, not just our mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in a way, it's just for it getting unstuck yep. from, you know, uncomfortability or anxiety or depression or just like w- you're keeping yourself ultimately stuck. So how do you mm-hmm. un- unstick yourself from it? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. does. It gets to be a dysfunction for sure. You know, you say that. Mm-hmm. It's like you look and it's like, man, I'm 38 years old and I've been doing this for how long? So like yes. now I got to start over and figure out how to like do this differently because I got to repair this myself. Sucks. What? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here we are. How yes. did you feel though being vulnerable? Oh God. I'm, well, obviously we're not going to talk about what the situation, yeah, no, no, but like, fine. yeah, I, but like, I'm just curious because you, you do, you know, struggle with being vulnerable in that area. And so I'm, I'm just curious how my, that. Felt. The interesting thing is, is like, I will go have a conversation. Like I will come at you. Like I'm an eight and I'm going to like let you know, but. Is that vulnerable though? No, but Uh the vulnerable. So it's like, so what I struggled with, with this certain situation is I wanted to be mad. I was hurt. I wanted to be mad and I wanted to attack. But then I had to kind of peel that back and sit down and have a conversation. 
and like live in those emotions Mm -hmm. and apologize for it. But I mean, I have never felt that much growth ever Mm. in 38 years. Look at you. Ever. Look at you go. (laughs) And how, like, how did that feel? Were you so so proud of yourself? The thing is, is I was an emotional roller coaster though. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I feel not to say like, nothing bad about bipolar, but I felt very bipolar. It was just like one minute I felt this and one minute I felt this. And I was just like, I've never dealt with these kinds of emotions. It was beyond crazy. I mean, I'm still, it, I can feel it's still a training though, you know, cause yeah, I'll still find yeah, myself yeah. being like, Ooh, but that's still kind of, okay, bring it back. <laughs> like, well, how does this mean? You know, Oh, that's a lot. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, like, but, yeah. but, you, but like you're even showing emotion now, you oh. know? And it's like, I just, I mean, not to give too much information and not to go onto my stuff, but like I just came out of a 15-year marriage and mm-hmm. part of this whole thing ended in the night of having a conversation with my ex-husband mm-hmm. and he literally looked at me and he was like, I have never seen this, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like he had just, and like, I think he needed it. You know, I think he needed to see it. I needed to feel it. I needed to see it. And it was just, it was just yeah. such a moment. I was like, nobody's seen yeah. this from me, you know? It's kind of crazy. But I'm so proud of you because Thank that you. is, that's the growth that, you know, you talked about with, you know, our therapist, Amy, where it's like, this is, this is the work to, to not repeat yeah. the patterns. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird because I asked, I was like, but how do I do this? Like, how do I change? How do I, and it's just kind of like. It's happening. The situation I, I don't necessarily wish the situation would have happened, but now I'm seeing why it happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. And now you get to yeah. see how like it does happen with your growth and like, how yeah. does it change? Well, you just have to sink into the, the is it the uncomfortableness? Yeah. Is it? Wh- yeah. The yeah. discomfort. Yeah. 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 You have to stay in the stuck is what we say mm. for a minute or two. Right. And, and really feel what, what is calling to be felt. And that's what I hear from your story is that you allowed yourself maybe to feel things that surprised you, that surprised uh, yeah. an observer, you know, that had a front seat for, you know, 15 years. And, and whenever those um, opportunities for growth happen, they're not, they're not necessarily fun. They're not enjoyable. Um, but you get to look back and you, you get to say like, huh, I wonder, I wonder what I'm trying to tap into that was ready finally to be expressed yeah (laughs) absolutely get ready to simplify your life with at&t in-car wi-fi stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable wi-fi hotspot powering applications like real-time gps and voice assistant navigation becomes a breeze plus with wi-fi for up to 10 devices you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work stream shows or finish homework without missing a beat discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car wi-fi Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. 
With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. And I think too, like you're wanting to do things differently. You, again, we, we don't know how, right? Certain times, right. but that was a. You know, that was a something that you get to go run into now and tell Amy. Like I oh did it. Gosh, like, I know. Isn't it so yeah, great Amy. to like tell her? We like we have yeah. the same therapist, therapist to go back. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many moments in my. I was dealing with something that I shared last week on the podcast, but I was like, okay. My friend's like, well, can you just kind of lie and say you don't want to come over because you don't feel good? I'm like, no, I have to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Like I have to yeah. like I have to speak my truth yep. and like set up yeah. boundaries and like. And, yep. and and I want to go run to Amy and tell her I did it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I want a Amy. gold star. I want a gold star for my yeah. therapist. We all do. We all do. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's so funny. I totally want a gold star. Always. <laughs> but I'm still her favorite. Uh, absolutely. You're we also want to be everyone's favorite. It's funny. Whenever we do telehealth, I'll put on there. I'm like, your favorite client. <laughs> like, I don't even put my name. I just put your favorite client. <laughs> she hates me. No, she loves No, her. she does. Um, I'm, I'm curious, too, what you've seen. You know, we both have young kids. And are, do you have kids as well? What are your ages? Six, two, and uh, nine months. Oh, my God. Oh, so many. It's so, th- why do you think I'm outside? Okay. It's loud. Fair. <laughs> got it. Okay. They're loud. Well, so I've got a six and um, she's got three that are, I always get the 13, ages. 10, six. Mine 13, 10, older. and six. And mine are six and three. And, you know, what do you think is for their generation going to be the thing that we have to watch with them? Is it, is it more depression? Is it more anxiety? Is it more, and like, what are the leading, is it, is it social media? Is it like, what is it so that I can not, I I don't want to put bubble wrap around them. Right. But I also want to be aware of things that like, that you might see that from people coming in or that you talk to, that's like, this is, or, and, you know, as divorced single moms, like what's something that, you know, so I know there's like the million questions thrown at you, but just because, because I, I have made mistakes where I said something, oh my God, to my daughter the other day. And I had just had my, I was at my wits end and I ended up you yeah. know, going and apologizing to her, but she's just challenging me every freaking second. It's like, you know, yes. yes. She's like, why mommy? Or like just, or whining. And I'm like, Jolie, can you just say yes, mommy? Or just like, and yeah. I, 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 I try a few times to just be, and then the, by the fourth time, she's like, well, I don't want to. And I'm like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. And I go, I don't, I don't fucking care. And Jace goes, yeah. I don't fucking oh, care. <laughs> and I was like, and I just started oh, crying. No, I, yeah. I immediately, yeah. I immediately yeah. started like bawling. And I was just like, I am the worst mother. And, but like, he even goes, I, I'm like, now we're all yelling. And now my yeah. child. Everyone's crying. Just Everyone's said the crying. F word. Yeah. Do not feel alone. We have mm-hmm. all been <laughs> in there. <laughs> You're lying if you say haven't. And no, I was like, and I've <laughs> failed. So now I'm like, is this going to like, is she going to now be depressed because I'm just like screaming at her? Or mm-hmm. I, again, I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't screaming, but I was, I definitely was like yelling. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. I don't like to yell. I don't like to get to that place. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. I don't like when we're all yelling at each other. But anyways, there's a million questions. Answer whichever <laughs> ones you want. <laughs> I'll start with the last one. Okay. About... <laughs> It's all about the repair. Mm-hmm. It's all about the repair. We are human, whether we mess up in our home, outside our home, on a public stage, in private, we are all human. And when we choose to repair, when we choose to humble ourselves and go to somebody and say, wow, I am so sorry. I was in the wrong. I messed up. We still live in a society that somehow thinks we shouldn't do that with children. And it bugs me mm-hmm. because you absolutely should apologize. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I do it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might be on the other extreme, but we should absolutely apologize to our children mm-hmm. because they are seeing that we can get in on our knees, look them in the eyes and say, you know what? Mommy messed up right now. I should not have yelled. It actually had nothing to do with you. No, but it did though. What happens then when it actually does? (laughs) Then you get to say, then you get to correct and say, you know what? Mommy lost her patience and that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because even if it did have to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I. Even if it did. 
Yeah, I, I sat down with her and I laid with her in bed that night and I was like, baby girl, mommy's really sorry I yelled. It's just very frustrating when you don't listen, but I'm mm-hmm. so sorry I yelled. And like, can we both try again mm-hmm. tomorrow? Like you listen mm-hmm. and I'll be more patient. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the repair is a commitment for us not to repeat. So there's a saying in psychology, we either repeat or we repair. Mm-hmm. And that really means, are we willing to look at something, right? And repair it? Or are we then not looking at it and please believe we will repeat it? So if we're looking at somebody and saying, hey, I'm really sorry, I that that was, you know, I, I was trying to speak to you. I really needed you to, you know, get the lunch. Um, but it never is okay for me to yell. And and that's something I need to work on. So today I'm gonna take some time and I'm gonna reflect on how I can work on my patients. And I would love it. If you could join me, you know, if you see me getting frustrated to also give me some grace because I'm learning too, Mm -hmm. and really allow people to know that we're going to stumble in this journey, but we do want to repair. We don't want to repeat. We don't want to keep saying the same sorry to our kid, to our spouse, to our friends, because they stop. Then it loses meaning, right? You lie to your friend and then you're like, sorry, I lied again. Whoops, I'm working on it. Sorry, I lied again. Whoops, I'm working on it. Like, all right, she just likes to lie. Yeah. Okay. But if somebody like our child comes and they're like, wow, like my mom says she wants to work on our yelling and then maybe not tomorrow, but you know, six months down the line, I don't notice yelling, right? That will impact them because they're going to see a changed behavior. They're going to see a repair. And that's a gift we get to give our, our children that we're growing with them. And please believe our children will activate our own traumas. They activate mm-hmm. all of our traumas. Nobody tells you that when you're glowing and you got your pregnant bump and you're like, I can't wait to be a mommy. No one's like, hey, guess what? All your traumas that you haven't seen yet, they're about to come to the surface Mm -hmm. in the next 10 years because they will activate our traumas, our own traumas from childhood, the way we were raised, the way we were spoken to, our relationship with our parents, our siblings. I mean, it comes full circle. So we have to be willing to apologize and we have to be willing to do our own work Mm -hmm. so that we don't repeat. Yeah. At onsite, that was the biggest thing. They were like, it's not about the rip. It's about the repair. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I just, I always like loved that quote so much, but yeah, that makes, yes. were you going to say something? Well, I was literally yeah. just reading a book that was just talking about that, about how kids activate your, mm. yeah. you know, your past. <laughs> I'm just like, no kidding. Like that, that's yeah. what, what, what this is, you know? I yeah. think it's that too. And also sometimes when I've am in conflict with other people, I go, what is it about myself that I don't, what is, what is, there's something in me that like, is that, that, that's why I don't like that. Like, so my mom, when I get angry at her, it's because it's a piece of me of what I do that I don't like. So it's mm-hmm. like, I almost mm-hmm. see like the reflection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something too. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting. Yep. <laughs> I'm like 38. Thanks mom. Trying to figure all this stuff out <laughs> for the first time. I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. All right, now on to the other, the depression one. Yes, with our children and depression, anxiety, trauma. There's so many different lenses that we can choose to view this. And so I always want to kind of caveat that because are there more rates of depression, anxiety now? Absolutely. It skyrockets. We're now seeing it everywhere with everyone. Did that always exist? Potentially, but we Mm. weren't talking about it. Mm. So we have to really think about it. Is it that these cases have increased? Right. And to some degree, yes, COVID pandemic, all that. Absolutely. We can just clearly see the difference. 
But even before that, I asked myself, well, maybe this stuff was always there and we just weren't talking about it and it was underreported and it was normalized. I mean, okay? nobody knew what a narcissist was a year ago. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But that's what I mean, though. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I think these things have always existed and we just told people to be quiet about it and we shamed them if they spoke about it. Or, you know, back in the day, we sent people away to treatment or re, right? Like, I I imagine these things have always existed. So sometimes as a parent, it can be scary because you're reading the data from the CDC and it's saying how many, you know, hundreds and thousands of kids have depression, anxiety, eating disorders, trauma. And yes, that exists. But I also want to say that I think it's always existed. We just didn't have the language, the the words or the opportunity to really speak to it. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful because at least now, present day 2022, we at least know hey, these are the signs of depression. Hey, these are the signs of anxiety. Hey, these are the signs of eating disorders. And we know that there's treatment out there that can support it versus people living their whole lives in silence, shame, or struggle, and nobody doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, makes that, sense. That definitely. I mean, it, it's, you, it's just so much more normalized now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just yes. to go to a therapist, like mm-hmm. I would not have grown up like no, asking right. to go to a therapist ever. It's just yeah. so much more normalized now. I loved my counselor. <laughs> but would you have told people at the uh, time? No, yeah, you're because right. Because people yeah, just didn't true. really yeah. do it as much and people didn't talk about it. That's very true. Yeah, that, that's very you true. You kind of just do it in quiet. Yeah. And good yeah. for you for doing it, but I wouldn't have. Right. You know? But that's what I mean. And now I have, you know, I work a lot with teens and young adults. They're coming in, they're texting their best friend. Help, oh, call you back at my therapist. Yep. Right. Like, you know, then calling them after like, all right, so today we talked about this and I'm like laughing because I'm like, wow, what a beautiful freedom to be able to just speak that to somebody when that wasn't gifted to, you know, you and me at that age. And, and it gives me hope. It gives me hope that we can continue to normalize therapy. We can continue to normalize and even prioritize our mental wellness because at the end of the day, Mental health is health. Mental health is physical health. There is nothing in our lives if we are not mentally well. And we still have a long way to go. But hey, we're starting somewhere. I love it. Where can our listeners find you? Because you are awesome. Well, thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Dr. Christina um, underscore something, you know, I'm there. Um, I'm on Instagram. And then I also have a, um, mental health action campaign that's been out there for about three years, um, called hashtag therapy is cool. Speaking of therapy and it's awesome. It provides, you know, resources for people to get access to therapy. It's got shirts, it's got totes. And, um, it's been really cool to just see people all over the world, you know, out in these, you know, monumental, you know, places with, a word on them that lets people know it's okay to, mm. to seek help. It's okay to support yourself. It's okay to reach out. Um, cause none of us are in it alone. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. I might have to come Absolutely. see you out in San Fran. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, please if I do. Ever, it's if pretty I ever here. make it back it to San here. Fran, it I'll is you know. pretty. Yeah. We'll All right. Thanks for having me. You guys. All right. Thanks girl. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Who knows if I'll ever be back to San Fran, but if I do, have a nice little session with Dr. Christina. I will Christina. DM her and be like, hi. She's great. I love, love her. Love her energy too. Mm-hmm. And it's also just like, I don't know, it's all applicable. It's all good. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. What are you thinking over there? 
I'm still kind of on Atlanta, but um, <laughs> still, <laughs> Atlanta. A little, still a little on my it chest. I'm going to have so to far. go back to my hypnotist, hypnotism. Um, I have a question. Answer. So when she answered your question about um, the road trip part of it, uh-huh. did that, is that something that's important to you that you would want to try and push or is it not? Good question. Um, Thank you. So I thought about that and I love road trips. I love road trips and I actually like driving. I just don't like driving out of my comfort zone. Um, here's, here's, here's the answer. It's not that it's important to me. It's I don't like to have anything to hold me back. Right. That's what I don't like is knowing that I have something that would hold me back from doing something at, at all in general. Sure. Like I don't want to jump out of a plane because I'm scared that I'll have a panic attack, but it would, how cool would that be? I'm holding myself back mm. from certain things that could be an experience. But maybe That's you should start me. looking at it like what is important sure. to you that gives you anxiety that you could start pushing yourself. And then maybe that helps you push you out of your comfort zone kind of yeah. in general. Know, yeah. Just a thought. No, I was just thinking good. when she asked that, I was like, that's a good question, you know? Because if it's not important to you, I can see where it's like, okay, like maybe I'll try and work on it, but it's not worth like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And I'll have to, I think I have to write down a list of what is actually sure important that is, that I feel that's holding me back. Well, like probably travel before, right? By yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that was important to you. Mm-hmm. And you pushed yourself out of that. Sure. You know, out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Just interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Have a great one. And um, see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.